This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hey folks, host Matthew here, and we're doing a live show in Portland, Oregon on May 18th, and we are joined by Look Inside This Book Club, which is also a show hosted by me, I will warn you. We're at the Fun House Lounge in Southeast Portland, and you can get tickets right now by going to bit.ly slash milkpdx. That's bit.ly slash milkpdx. New York Times bestselling author Marie Bostwick brings her trademark gift for writing novels about female relationships, family, and creativity to The Promise Girls, a story of three sisters whose complex bond is rooted in an unconventional past. When Joni, Meg, and Avery Promise were young, their mom based her career and a best-selling book on the claim that they were child prodigies, that her three test tube daughters were engineered to be geniuses. But every child prodigy grows up eventually. Tell me about it. (laughs) I mean, you're looking at two of them. (laughs) And now that they are adults, the label of child prodigy doesn't apply, Uh, and the sisters need to create their own identities. They should start a podcast. The Promise Girls by Marie Bostwick is available now everywhere books are sold. Visit Kensington Book com for more info. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. <laughs> and this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Can I uh, tell you something funny that just happened? Yeah. Um, I attempted to text my wife and say, uh, hi, um, we're between tapings, but it autocorrected to we're between takings, <laughs> which, which I assume is like what happens in those Liam Neeson movies. <laughs> when you kill people? Is that what a taking is? Well, I think it's more like a kidnapping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it could also be like, you know, take me. Um, oh, yeah. It, it has many, there are many nuances to the takings. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like it's like a picking, like when something's ripe for the picking. Yeah. Uh, and our, wait, did we say our topic? Oh. Maybe let's not say the topic oh. and see if it, people can figure it out just based on the sound <laughs> that it makes, which is not a sound. Hold on. Wait, here Hold we go. On. Well, of course, now everyone knows. It's It's parsley. (laughs) Yep. Um, Do you have a parsley memory lane? Um, I just remember as a kid, um, there being a lot of like eating in restaurants where parsley, curly parsley appeared as a garnish. Yes, for sure. I feel like this was more prominent back then than it is now. Although there are certainly restaurants that are still doing it now. Yeah, I think... 
Now, we this is something we've talked about before that there are some there are some dishes that like went from or ingredients that went from being like a punchline to oh the way this this is actually good we were idiots, um, and I think parsley is one of those because I remember parsley being sort of a joke. In but the eighties, like you know, it's just like it's just a leaf they put on your plate, and it doesn't taste like anything. Well, yeah, that that was definitely. Sorry, I have a hair in my cleavage. Does that ever happen to you? Not once. No. Okay. Anyway, uh, I got it out. Um, I feel like um, I don't know. I just remember. So a lot of my food memories, and parsley is is among my food memories. A lot of your food memories are garnished with a sprig of parsley. A lot of my food memories are shaped by my mother's opinion of things. Okay. And I just remember my mother scorning parsley. And it was only as I got older and we started hearing about flat leaf parsley or Italian parsley that I started to understand that that parsley was two different, you know, that it it came in two different forms and that one need not be scorned. Um, That reminds me of something that I have often wondered and then like never think of it at the right time to try and figure out what the answer is. And once again, we're not going to figure it out unless you know off the top of your head. What is curly spinach? Do you know what this I've is? I've never even heard of it. So I, I've more like than once endive? seen a, seen a recipe calling for either uh, calling for flat leaf spinach, not curly, or calling for curly spinach, which I have never seen. I've never heard. Of, I think that you're crazy. Uh, it's pro- possible that I'm being punked. I think that I've never heard of this, and I think you're thinking of recipes that call for parsley. Hey, okay. listeners, will you weigh in on this on our Facebook page? That's facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. Have you ever ha- seen a recipe call for flat leaf spinach or curly spinach? It, it's no. definitely possible that that I'm uh, no, it's con- conflating this with, with parsley or... I don't know. There are other curly things, right? I don't know. Gosh, I love the name of curly parsley in French. Percy frisé. Yeah, I saw that. I noticed that too. Uh, so, so probably this one's called uh, persil plat. I, I, I think it's persil. I can't remember if you uh, pronounce it. I think it's persil. Oh, persil italien. 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 Okay. Italien. Um, yeah. Are you, listeners, are you surprised that French is happening on this show? <laughs> we are. Oh, God. Okay. So, um, so uh, yeah, I, I as a kid, I thought of parsley only as a garnish. Yeah. And then I do feel like there was some sort of a shift, maybe in the early 90s, where we started hearing about Italian parsley. Yeah, it probably coincided with, like... Uh, the Italian food, the regional Italian food boom of the 90s. Yes. Like, uh, you know, when you got your first, like, northern Italian restaurant. Yes. I remember like I got I got a, a northern Italian restaurant for Christmas 1993. <laughs> <laughs> it, I was not expecting it, and it was very cumbersome. <laughs> Is parsley only a garnish in your world, Matthew? Um, I, I have the same memory of the 80s of, like, never imagining that parsley was anything other than like a, a garnish that went with like a particular type of of like yes. 80s american plating yes. with like you know, a big have... white plate and like a and some meat would... and a, like some broccoli and it would also have even if this was like an entree at dinner time uh it would even have like a half a slice of orange on it by the parsley. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Or is that breakfast only? I I I can definitely visualize what you're talking about. I was little in the eighties. I was little too. I mean not I was You were physically little. Yeah. I mean I was I was a small I was a small boy and 
<laughs> I, I was I was picked on a lot, and I ate parsley every day, and it didn't help. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was an orange there, too. Um, did you ever eat the garnish? No, absolutely not. I don't think I did and either. somehow I understood that the idea was that you would eat it, and it would freshen your breath. Oh. That's that... what I, like, saw or heard, like... But yeah. you were philosophically opposed to fresh breath, and so you well, didn't. No, I, I also figured it would taste bad because yeah, yeah. herbs are pungent flavors, and I think as a kid, well, and for some adults, like pungent flavors are scary. Like, yeah, it's daunting. But at the same time, parsley had the reputation of having no flavor. Really? Yeah. Like, no, I never heard that. I just thought it was kind of a gross flavor, and there I was think, no use for it. I think definitely in the eighties that that parsley was was considered a like a flavorless garnish oh well hey should but, we but taste at the same it time, and find like, out I, yeah okay i and i've never tasted curly and flat parsley side by side i don't think i'm very excited i don't excited. think i have either so we're, let's taste the curly first let's taste the parsley of our youth mm, this that's is, good this is a parsley that i think of as being great for like tabbouleh yeah that's that's pretty much the only time i've ever bought this kind you know i gotta say though it isn't that tasty I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good, but like I don't want to spend a lot of time. I think some other plant got in with this uh, Italian I, parsley. That Look seems at that. It always happen whenever I buy herbs. I know. It's like a freebie. Okay. So now we're doing the flat leaf parsley. Mm. You know what? That really is better. It's really so much better. It's got a sweetness. These are all so tough and dry. You mean these particular um, these representatives? Leaves. These leaves. Or because I, I don't, I don't think leathery. Of, but I don't. I don't ever think of parsley as being super tender. It's not. No. You know, like they, they always file it next to the cilantro in I, the in the produce section. The cilantro is like the the thin, wilty one. Right. I feel like uh, I can't tell if it's just the fact that I'm I'm kind of on the tail end of a cold. But th- this really neither of these has as much flavor as I would think. Yeah, but I mean, it's also possible that you know it's it's uh, it's the it's dead winter. of winter. We just had a snow day, which was pretty great. It was pretty did you, great. Did you enjoy the snow in any way? I sure did. I mean, I I guess I meant that as like an active verb, not like a mentally. Um, How did you enjoy the snow? I How watched, are you liking the snow, I watched ma'am? my child frolic in it. Perfect. How about your dog? Uh, my dog frolicked as well. I encouraged my child to throw snowballs at the dog Question. because it, it made the dog happy. Did yes. you frolic? I, di- I didn't really frolic. I um do you think of yourself as being too old to frolic absolutely I don't. not okay. no I think you've seen me frolic I've seen you frolic I can throw down yeah frolicky style <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah because uh, I just I, cleansed my palate with some LaCroix from the old sparkling oh there's water a lot of that left still episode really still sure <laughs> wait even more than I'm seeing right over there um, well, I mean, there's a bunch of cans in the fridge and, and some over there, and we gave some away. I'll take some more if you really you, you aren't going to drink them. I, I don't drink a lot of sparkling water in the winter. Oh, I just drink sparkling water But I water do frolic. So on the snow day, oh, great. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I went sledding. Um, oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so in cool. In Volunteer Park. It was great. Um, so in the park, uh, this has nothing to do with parsley, uh, there were some kids who had created the biggest snowball I've ever seen. It weighed hundreds of pounds. It was amazing. It was, like, taller than than these, like, 11-year-old kids. Really? And they were trying. What they wanted to do was roll it down a hill and see what happened. Yeah. But it got so big they could not get it to the hill. Oh. So it's probably – I'm sure it's still there. I bet it is. It's probably going to be there for weeks. That's so cool. Go to Volunteer Park. Where? Uh, Capitol Hill. 
uh, Seattle. It's on the path, like near the west edge of the park. Um, so if you start by the water tower and go oh, around to the west. Oh, yeah. Uh, I bet there is still some vestige of the giant snowball there. I was very impressed. I, you know, these kids are all going to grow up to be... Engineers. Yes. Yeah. Cowboys. Cowboys and engineers. Hello out there, listeners. It's Molly here, ready to talk with you about one of my very favorite things. I'll bet you can guess we are going to talk about bras. You know that women change their bra sizes a lot over the course of a lifetime, and finding a perfect bra can be kind of tricky, but it's really important to get that great fit. And thankfully, Third Love can help you do it. They have developed their bras using thousands of real women's measurements, and they range in size from AA to G, including half cup sizes, which is kind of crazy. I don't know anybody else who does that. No matter your body shape, Third Love has the bra for you. And with Third Love's Fit Finder, it takes just like 30 seconds at most to determine the best size and style for your body. So what are you waiting for? Clearly, nothing stands between you and a great bra. Third Love, in fact, stands behind their products so much that they're willing to let our listeners, that's you, try a bra from their 24-7 collection free. You just pay $2.99 for shipping. Try it out for 30 days. If you like it, keep it. They'll charge your card. If you don't like it, just return it. But I don't think you're going to need to. Anyway, go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. So what do you do with parsley now? Um, right now, I just kind of rip leaves off and chew it. Uh, in general, so um, I think parsley is great in a salad or as a salad. Um, the only time I can remember having it as a salad was, um, oh boy, and here I go sounding, sounding like an asshole again. Um, I had roasted bone marrow with a parsley salad at St. John in yeah, London. And I haven't had it, but what it sounds a good. Perfect. So, you know, the sort of, I don't know if, if astringency is the right word or herbal, the, the green vegetal nature yeah. of parsley is so good with really fatty foods like yes. bone marrow, which is basically beef flavored fat. Yeah. I think there is a little astringency to a, to a parsley. Yeah. Or at least like a little bit of, of like refreshing bitterness, not yes. too much. Yes. Um, I mean, parsley is interesting. Remember when we did the fresh herb episode and like realized partway through that like you don't just eat fresh herbs. It's and disgusting. why we right. don't. Yeah. Um, but Didn't but, we eat oregano or marjoram or something that was like really offensive or basil? Something was really gross on its own. Basil is fine. Um, basil I put almost in the same rosemary. category. Rosemary. Oh, was rosemary was nearly... intolerable yeah. to eat by itself. Yeah, I mean these things are. That's why they're herbs. Sorry, but I'm but parsley your feet again. as usual. But parsley, like it's it's on the verge. Like you can eat it as a green or as an herb. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that I, I'm saying this as if this is a a cogent and novel observation that isn't completely obvious and boring. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Uh. Oh, I love to put parsley in this lima bean dish that I talked about on the lima bean episode where you take frozen lima beans, cook them in a little saucepan with some water and some, I think, thin thinly sliced garlic and salt uh, and olive oil. And then at the last minute, you t sort of take these like brothy, oily, garlicky lima beans and hit them with some chopped fresh 
flat leaf parsley. It so sounds, good. Sounds like a real frolic. Uh, it, it, it makes me want to frolic. Yeah. Makes, makes me want to frolic. Yeah. Um, wow. Like, or, or tabbouleh. I think tabbouleh with a lot of parsley, like, yeah. like so much parsley, less parsley than more parsley than bulgur. More parsley than is legal in some states. Yes, yes. That is how I want my tabbouleh. Uh-huh. And and I do think for tabbouleh, I think you really have to use curly parsley. You need the body yeah, of it. for sure. You it, need needs, the body. it needs to sort of like wrap its little parsley fingers around the yes, bulgur bits. It does have little parsley fingers. It does, yes. Like, oh, wow. It's nice to pet. It is nice to pet. Yeah. Um, so what else do you do with parsley? Um, well, I think it's, it's good for brightening, uh, many different types of soups and stews. Anytime I'm making like, uh, you know, in, in the winter time, which this is, as you would know, if you saw me frolic with that sled and get crushed by that giant, you know what this, I, I don't want to talk about parsley anymore. I just want to talk about this <laughs> giant, giant snowball because <laughs> you know what I foresaw happening? Like if those kids had managed to roll it down the hill, Inevitably, like one kid would like not let go and would get rolled up inside it and there would be like arms and legs sticking out of it. Oh, and that's what you really wanted? That's what I really wanted to see happen. Wow. Um, and, but I and, think that kid would not have been okay. No, I, I don't think so. But And yet I was help, trying to help the kids <laughs> roll, the, <laughs> you roll the thing were, over the hill. They were like, who's this weird old guy? Oh, yeah, I was not strong enough. <laughs> Like the the kids, like the kids seemed all excited that like a strong adult was coming over, and then they, when they saw like how I failed to move the thing even an inch, that, that like when you pushed against the snowball, your muscles like went exactly and, like and buckled. deflated. Yeah. <laughs> so what was I talking about? Parsley wise, yeah, parsley. Um, I don't know. Oh yeah. So like in the winter time, I'll make. Uh, I, I love to make stew. like a, a rich stew where like I reduce the sauce and everything, and like a little parsley stirred in at the end, uh, chopped parsley, like really brings it all together for oh, me. Oh, gosh, that sounds great. Will you have me over sometime soon and make that for me? Yeah, absolutely. What what kind of stew do you like? I don't know. I really have never had stew. What? <laughs> I mean, my parents did not make stew. I would have... I think I've made beef stew once in my adult life, and it was like, okay. I feel like everything you've told me about your father would lead me to believe that he was a stewman. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, he was not... Because my parents didn't make stew either because my dad hates it. No, my my dad would like that kind of thing, but no, he wouldn't. No, I feel like he died before he could really fully explore braising. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard on the <laughs> no, show. But I, I think that, like, really, I think well, that I he definitely cooked some stuff in that vein. But I think that braising has become like a bigger thing among people who are into cooking in the past fifteen years. Um, yeah, that would have been the last words of that kid rolling down with the snowball. I never learned to braise. <laughs> No, but, but I mean, am I making any sense? No, you absolutely are, and and I'm and I'm just like uh, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I also feel like like beef stew or stew in general was probably something that my parents were making before I was born, and then not long after I was born, <laughs> everything went to hell. No, not long after I was born, then we got into like my mother's like dieting era. Sure, and um. And so there was more of a concern with like calories and like low fat foods. And I just feel like the way that my parents ate when I heard about the way they used to eat before I was born, there was like more <laughs> you were, you were like, cooking. Can we can we go back in time? Yeah, I think I grew up in in, in a very lean cooking. Oh, the lean years. The lean years. The yeah. salad days. The sa- salad, not in a good way days. Right. Um 
Yeah. So I'm making so up like, for it as an adult. <laughs> so what you're saying is um, they replaced stew with cottage cheese? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, okay. No, I mean, a very common dinner when I was a kid was um, steamed spinach with a fried egg on top and grated cheddar cheese. I would have rejected that out of hand as it's a kid. It's so I w- delicious. I would absolutely eat it now. We called it breakfast for dinner. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, you know, that was like, I feel like that was the a very typical food around my house growing up, not like beef stew or chili and cornbread or like. And to bring it back to uh, the topic at hand, I, I feel like some some chopped parsley on top of that would be great no i don't want that no 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 i don't want any herbs near that maybe some hot huh. sauce now i mean hot <gasps> sauce would be great hot too. sauce yeah we did oh. a hot sauce episode but well, we can do it again yeah, there's, no. there's more hot sauces yeah there are um what about parsley root okay have you had parsley root i haven't I, Is, does it look like a parsnip it looks like a parsnip it's really good it's a thing that's popular like among like Old Russian women is what I is what I associated with. But I feel it's like probably, it's one of those things that would have like medicinal properties in some cultures or yeah, something like that. You know how celery root, um, you, like you don't really it's know delicious. what. Yeah, celery root is great, and like you don't really get what celery tastes like until you eat celery root, and you're like, oh, like this doesn't have the texture of celery, but it. But now I get what the flavor of celery yes. is. Same thing with parsley root. Like cool. it's, it's got, uh, you know, it's kind of crunchy. You, I, I read that you can like eat it like a carrot. I don't know if I believe that. I so rarely see it. Is it something you only see at the farmer's market? Yeah, or like- I, I have seen it like, I, I think I've seen it at Whole Foods like once or twice. If you see parsley root, get it because it's really good and interesting. Cool. Okay. Good, um, good tip, Matthew. I, I believe I learned from uh, the book... Uh, Elizabeth Schneider's vegetables from amaranth to, zuc- to zucchini that the Russian word for it is petushka. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't it? Oh, that's so cool. Which which definitely sounds like a butt, right? Yeah, we're preparing, uh, we're, we're getting to know um, Russian cuisine for when we are annexed <laughs> by Russia shortly. <laughs> you mean when we were? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, by the time you hear now this. That, now that we are living under Russian rule. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not all bad. There's, it's not there's all bad. Parsley there's, root. There's, there's petushka. Yeah, there's petushka. There's um, uh, pelmini. Those are pretty much the only good things. So there's going to be a lot of vodka. We're oh, yeah, going to okay. need it. Yep. Like yes. ice cold vodka with caviar. This is sounding better and better. Um, I think maybe we've made the right choice. My friend Ben always kept a bottle of vodka in his fridge. And he would um, sometimes when we would come over and he would be making dinner, he would make each of us like an ice cold shot of vodka and he would like do a little lemon twist over the top of it oh. so you just get the oil of the lemon and then this ice cold vodka oh my god what a petushka that guy oh, that guy is the definition i of have a never had that and that sounds so good and and to have someone present that to you when they're like cooking dinner for you what you know is going to be a delicious dinner like on a weeknight just felt so special yeah and i i have some some premium vodka in the house it's prestige brand it comes in a plastic bottle oh yeah that's gonna <laughs> it be was, delicious um, 6.99 i Ooh, think yeah yes okay a little lemon twist over that you yep. are gonna be in heaven all right it's gonna be a good night mm-hmm. this episode is brought to you by third love third love is the lingerie brand that uses real women's measurements to design better fitting bras you can go on their website spend about 30 seconds answering a few questions and find the perfect fitting bra for you all from the comfort of your home and third love stands behind their product so much that our listeners can try one for free for 30 days just pay for shipping and returns and exchanges are always free and easy 
It says pay up front for shipping, which possibly is a pun. <laughs> <laughs> so go to thirdlove.com slash. I know what I mean. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Visit thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started. Is that what you meant? Yeah, that's what I meant. Anything else regarding parsley? Um, you wrote something French on the, the old oh, agenda. This is a thing. I think I read about it years ago in The Art of Eating magazine, okay. for which you have written, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, it, it's called Jambon Persier. Yes. I think. Have you had it? I think I it's something that's well known it. in France and not elsewhere. Yeah. It involves aspic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I believe, or, you I, know, I think a, that's a right. sort of yeah. gelatin thing. It's like a terrine yeah. that has um, ham in it and, and, and aspic and parsley. And I have not had it. I, I really have a tough time with these, like, cold jellied meats. I do too and yet this th- this dish has always appealed to me partly cuz like the name is very mellifluous. Well, and I love ham. I mean, I feel yeah. like I kind of love anything that ham is even like waved over. Yeah, like So like, probably if you dig in that giant snowball, there's a ham in there somewhere. It, for sure, that's the reason why you're so into it. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm deep into it. Um I don't don't know how to get out. Please send help. Anyway, um, I I would be game to try it, but uh, only like in France and only in the right like atmosphere. If I'm like at some sort of bistro with a lot of like old people, can we do this as an episode? Uh, can we do this as a retreat? Yeah. Next, okay. Uh, spilled milk corporate retreat. Uh, last year we did Bainbridge Island. Next I think year we should go to Lyon. <laughs> yeah. Next year I was going to say Ile de la Cité, but Lyon sounds good. Okay. Cool. They've got stews for sure. We'll go eat la cuisine. De grand-mère. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I feel like I do do other oh things gosh, with parsley. Oh, my you know how much fun we would have if we actually went to Lyon together? We could do this. No one is, I mean... No one is stopping us except my We may my not be able to get account. back into the country, but... Yeah, though that's true. Right, but uh, I, yeah, I, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll make it, uh, we'll, we'll put some dates on the calendar. Great, we'll and keep see you guys happens. posted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're all holding your breath. Uh-huh. We probably have. If you're a listener in Lyon, just like tell us something about your daily life and make us real jealous. Yeah, yeah. Facebook.com. Tell, tell us about the. Podcast. Tell us about the boudin noir you've been eating with the pomme caramelisée. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so you can find us online at Spilled Milk Pod. Did we spend even like 90 seconds talking about parsley? No, I don't no, care. No. Uh, SpilledMilkPodcast.com, uh, where we'll post a photo of two different kinds of parsley Woo-hoo! side by side. It's going to um, be exciting. And I, it's possible, I, I guess, like very few things from the art of eating are online. But if that article about Jambon Persier is online, we'll post, we'll post a link to that. Cool. Um, and... I don't know. Do you have a tabbouleh recipe? I don't have a tabbouleh recipe that I love. No. Um, I I don't think I've ever made tabbouleh, but I mean, I've eaten it many times. I have eaten it many times, and I think I made it once. How'd that go for you? It was one of those things where I felt like it taste, It would have tasted better if somebody else made it. Yeah, you know, I know there, what you mean. There are just certain dishes like that. I just feel like I felt critical of the balance of like parsley to bulgur and stuff in a way that I wouldn't have if somebody else made it. You're too hard on yourself. You need to, I mean, you're, I can see you're out there. You're living your best life. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Your, your frolics have been, have been widely I'm get, I'm getting, acclaimed. I'm getting plenty of ham. Yep. <laughs> you are absolutely going, going ape on some ham. Um, and uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes Mm -hmm. like uh, you know five stars taste like ham 
Um, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Uh, we are probably like have our arms and legs sticking out of a giant snowball rolling down a hill that's going to crush your house. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Look at these beauties. They do look pretty fine. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.